Welcome to Geocache Adventures with me, Shadow Dragon One, where I discuss geocaching and my adventures with it. Hey everybody, Amy here, Shadow Dragon One. Just wanted to give you all a quick side note before I started the show. I have been testing some new microphones, trying to improve sound quality. So please let me know what you think. If you think a different podcast episode sounded better, I would love to hear from you. I'm trying to improve sound quality, so any feedback would be greatly appreciated. You can reach out to me at geocache.adventures.podcast at gmail.com or visit geocacheadventures.org and visit the contact page. Also, I wanted to mention the cool custom trackables and swag that I got off of Etsy from the cool geocaching swag store. I got some custom trackables and zipper pulls made up with the podcast logo on them. They turned out great. Donna at the cool geocaching swag store did an amazing job. She was great to work with. She has all kinds of really cute and fun items from stones to charms, zipper pulls, keychains. She even has earrings and custom name tags and a lot of her items can be made trackable. So definitely check it out. I will have links to her store in the show notes or you can search her Facebook page, Cool Geocaching Swag. And with Christmas right around the corner, it would make great gifts or stocking stuffers for any geocacher or even just a little something for yourself. So definitely check that out. And if you do order from Donna, I'd love to hear about what you got and how much you love it. So let's talk about path tags. If you're not familiar with them, they are small round coins about the size of a quarter and they're pretty big in the geocaching world. These got their start when some cachers were running a geocoin club where you could subscribe and get geocoins every month. They were approached by people about getting custom geocoins, but a lot of people ended up not following through because it cost a lot. So they came up with a more cost-efficient way to have something similar to a geocoin, and that is where path tags came from. The podcast called The Geocaching Podcast has an episode actually talking with one of the founders of path tags. Uh, It's a really interesting conversation. I will have a link to that in the show notes if you want to check that out. The biggest draw to path tags is that they're customizable and you can create your own design. Uh, They're generally used as a signature item by geocachers, but they can be ordered by anybody, military, different organizations, scouts, anybody is able to order them. It's just that it seems to be a really big trend in geocaching right now. To order a path tag, you go to pathtags.com and you set up your free account. Once you have your account set up, you have a couple different options. You can upload your own design. You can use the Path Tags free design tools to help you develop your design. Or you can hire a freelance designer to work with you to make your design. Now, per the Path Tags website, it says that freelance designers usually cost about $25 to $30 per design. If you aren't sure about designing your own Path Tag, there are YouTube videos out there that show you how to do it and I'll have a link to those in the show notes. Once you set up your design, you go through a blueprinting phase. This happens a couple days after placing the order. You receive a blueprint that includes all the details of the design for you to approve. 
what the image is, what areas are raised, what the different colors are, the whole placement, the wording. You review all of it. If it needs tweaked, you can reject the blueprint with markups saying what you need to change. You can repeat this process until you have it the way that you want it. Once you have it just right, you approve the path tag and it goes into the production phase. The production phase takes about four to six weeks. After that, it is shipped to you. Now for your first order, it's a standard amount of 50 path tags and that costs you $110 plus shipping. After the initial order, your design is kept in a database and you can reorder more of your own path tags at any time. So path tags are often confused with geocoins. Uh, they do look similar to a lot of them. Um, like geocoins, they have a number on the back, but unlike geocoins, this number is not trackable at geocaching.com. This is a serial number and you can log them at pathtags.com. When you log them at pathtags.com, it adds it to your digital path tags gallery. The gallery shows all the tags that you found and logged on their website. It also notifies the owner of the tag or the person who commissioned it that it has been found and shows them where it was found at. These items are intended to be trade items or swag items. You can keep it if you find it versus a geocoin is a trackable that you move around like a travel bug. You can listen back to episode eight for more information on geocoins and trackables. Another difference is the number on the back of the path tag is the same serial number for that design. So every coin in that design has the same serial number. As of where on geocoins and trackables, it's a different number for each coin. The way that you find these path tags, you can find them in caches if it's left by another cacher. You can find them at events. Some geocachers will take these with them to different events so that they can trade, or you can swap them with online resources. So the pathdags.com website actually has a trading manager that allows you to browse what path tags are out there. If you find one that you want, you can initiate a trade with somebody that has it. Once the trade is initiated, you end up making the actual trade by snail mail. So arranging the trade takes place online and then you exchange addresses and you help keep the postal service alive by mailing path tags to each other. Uh, another way to do it is by Facebook groups. There are Facebook groups that are dedicated to path tags and you can reach out on there and see if there's anybody interested in trade. You can also enroll in the subscription service. Uh, the subscription service lets you pick how many coins for how many months you want to get. Um, there are some different options. So if you want just one coin for a month, I believe there was a three coin option, five coin option, and then you can pick how many months you want to do it. So if you just want to do it one month, three months, and then they have some different pricing for the different terms and numbers of coins that you subscribe for. So what do you do with the path tags that you want to keep? There are different options for displaying your path tags. The original idea behind the path tag was that people would hang them on pegboards, and that is why the path tags have that hole in them. Uh, other options are you can put them on keychains, you can put them on geocoin stands, you can actually 
get custom pegboards that are slotted to hold these. There are some people that sell them. I tried looking on YouTube for tutorials for making your own display board, but I was not able to find any that actually explained the process. There were some that showed clips of people making their own, but not actually how to lay it out. Some people use coin binders to display their path tags. Uh, path tags are magnetic, so you can use a magnetic chalkboard and put magnets on the back of your path tags and stick them on there. There are all kinds of options that you can come up with. Warning, this part of the show contains spoilers for the cache that is about to be discussed. The cache was called Buzz, cache ID GC8C9PR, difficulty rating 1, terrain rating 2. The description read, the cache is in this area. This is a smallish bison tube. I hope this cache gets some faves. The reason I brought you here is to view the wondrous drop-off. It is about six foot drop, just straight down. As somebody said, when placing a cache, make sure you have a reason to bring them there. If not, find a better spot. Good luck and have fun. This cache is only available during park hours 7 a.m. to 7.30 p.m. Hint, the name says it all. Now just a note, the audio that you're about to hear was recorded on my phone after I found the cache and it may sound different than the rest of the recording. So I just grabbed my very first first to find and I'm so excited about it. I was having a rough day at work, uh, just a lot of stuff going wrong, working from home right now. Took a break to check my personal email and saw the email that the new cache had published and it was 0.63 miles from my house. So I checked it out and couldn't believe that nobody had claimed it because it was an hour after it published that I saw the email. So I got super excited and grabbed my bag and ran out of the house, hollered at my muggle husband that I was going to go grab a geocache at Veterans Park and just ran out the door. He called me after I got to the park asking me where I'd gone. I explained it to him and got off the phone because I needed the app to find it. As I was just getting to ground zero and looking around, a guy starts to walk up and hollers, I know what you're looking for. And it was another geocacher. And he told me his geocaching name was JRay131. And I couldn't believe it because I had messaged with JWay Run 31 several times about other caches that I had trouble with that he had previously found. So I finally got to meet JRay131, which was pretty awesome. And we were both searching the area and managed to, I managed to find the cache. He walked right past it. And when I turned around, I spotted it and got so excited. It's pretty cool. The name of the cache is Buzz. And in the description, it says it's a bison tube. And the hint says that it's all in the name. So we're wandering around trying to find something that matches with the name Buzz. And this bison tube has this fake hornet bee attached to it. It's pretty awesome. I'll post a picture of it in the uh, show notes for the episode. But I just got home from finding it. And wanted to go ahead and record this because 
I am just so excited about it. Uh, there's kind of a high that you get with your very first first find. Um, at least for me, there is. So it's pretty awesome. So for all of you out there who have yet to get your first to find, your first first find, don't give up because when you do get it, it is so cool to finally have that feeling of knowing that you were the first one to find this thing. You've been listening to Geocache Adventures with me, Shadow Dragon One. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Do you have a topic you'd like to hear discussed? Do you have a geocache adventure you would like to share for the cache highlight? Would you like to be a guest on the show? Reach out to me at geocache.adventures.podcast at gmail.com or on the contact page at geocacheadventures.org. You can also check out Geocache Adventures merchandise by visiting the store page at geocacheadventures.org. Thank you for listening, and I hope you've enjoyed the show.